Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the Successful Life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with my man, Brad. Always, for some reason, I keep putting N's in people's names. I keep wanting to say Hernda. I don't know why that is, but I did the same thing with my guy yesterday. Exactly the same. Anyway, <laughs> what's up, Brad? How are you? Welcome. I am, I am great, Corey. And yourself? I'm doing great, dude. I'm really I'm really excited to uh, to talk with you. Um, and, you know, before we get started, I'd love for you just to tell everybody, you could tell everybody who you are, what you do way better than I can. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then let's dive into some really good stuff. Yeah. Who am I? I am a, uh, I'm a manufacturing guy at heart. I am a, I, I've worked in blue collar industry, not necessarily doing all the things, but supporting and being around those guys in factories, foundries, board shops, weld shops, paint, it doesn't matter. I've, I've seen it, been there, um, left uh, Busiris and Caterpillar after 17 years to start my own gig. And I really support blue collar businesses through growth, launch, maturity, and exit. And what I really enjoy doing is helping the boomers change their business model a little bit so that they can sell a business that has value as they attract Gen Z into their business and not have the same workforce. We're all proud of, hey, we got guys for 30 years that's great until you try to go sell it because you know that you're going to lose that workforce. And if you don't have a way to bring in new talent, that's a problem. And that's what I really like focusing on is attracting that talent. It's interesting. I love that. that that's super cool. And I think that there's a big disconnect and, and you can talk to this, you know, there, I think there's a big disconnect with people. I, I would say, you know, the, the earlier or younger generation wanting to come into the trades. Is that what you're experiencing? Well, we've told we've told two generations that they're not good enough because we the manufacturing and trades have said, yeah, we just can't find good people. Yeah. If you go talk to your plumbers or to your electricians or your roofers or whomever and you say, how come we haven't hired anybody? And they're going to say, we can't find good people. There's a lot really? of good people out there willing to work and do things, maybe not the way you did it or the way you want to do it, but there are people that are willing to. And, and being open to minor changes, which may seem like massive changes for owners, can create a different environment and change the business forever. 
Absolutely. And, you know, most of these guys don't really want, you know, they don't really want that change. But they do want to sell the business. And you can't, if you're, as you mentioned, if the whole workforce is, is getting ready to exit or going to exit soon, it's not a good business model to try to sell, right? People are not going to buy that, I would not think, anyway. Um, you mentioned something else that I think is important that we should hit on. You mentioned that the owner, you know, they say they can't find good people. But the reality, I think what that really is saying is maybe maybe there's a leadership problem. Maybe it's not a workforce problem. And that's what I see personally. Yeah, it's look in the mirror, right? You need to look in the mirror and what kind of culture have you created? What type of environment have you created? Um, are your employees your best recruiting source? Because if your employees aren't the ones out there touting your business to come and work and be part of, you have a problem. You're absolutely right. If your people don't want to come to work, there's a problem, right? And if they're not willing to say, hey, I, I, I have a buddy, I have a friend, I have an aunt, I have a niece, I have a nephew, I have a cousin, I have a third third nephew from two families removed, whatever, it doesn't matter. If they're not willing to bring those people to you, that means they're not willing to invest their reputation for you. Ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow right there. It's a very hard, hard pill to swallow. So what do you talk, you know, I, it's, and that's a, it's a fine, you know, when I first started consulting with, with, with plumbing companies, I didn't, that was a hard, that was a hard transition for me to, to, to have to realize, well, now I'm in this company and I got to tell the leader, you're not doing a great job. You know, I mean, I'm like, shit, and if this guy's the one paying me, like, this is kind of, this is an interesting dynamic, but lots of times we have to have that conversation to a degree. Yeah, you have to have that conversation and you have to be willing to um, do it so you don't get fired, but yet make sure that you are doing it to show the result at the end of the day. And um, I, I'm confident that, Corey, you've had those conversations and it was difficult and they didn't want to hear it. But when they made the change or took the advice or did the thing that you asked them to do, uh, the the return on that investment was three, five, ten x. Absolutely, just because uh, conversation. Well, yeah. Just think about the you know think about <laughs> I know you see this you know the the right hand man that's you know that is the right hand man because he's the right hand man, but that right hand man is really not doing anything, but stealing $150,000 from you every year because he's not really doing anything. But you think, because he's your right-hand man, he can do no wrong. He knows, you know, he you're not paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. That's also a tough one. It, it is, and, and that's some of the beauty of it. It bets itself out when I work with my clients um, because we start at the beginning. So we'll start with... Um, You know, maybe I've got a, I'll use an example of a client. He's a um, remodeling firm and he's got some general, just wants general laborers, right? So we identified what a general laborer one, two, three, and four looks like, you know, what are those things? Because when you ask ask a business owner, well, what do you pay a guy? Well, I pay them what they're based on their experience. Okay, cool. Well, define that for me. So we understand, are you paying the guy? $15 $15 an hour, you're going to pay the guy $30 an hour. And let's divide that up into 
somebody walked off the street, what would you pay them to know what those expectations are? So we develop all those levels. And why that's important is because Gen Z, the Gen Z kids, they are loyal as all get out. They don't want to change careers. They don't want to leave businesses. They want to stay where they find themselves the home. But they also need to know what the career path looks like. So when I de- when we develop the level one, two, three, four, and it seems like it's pain in the ass and it's bullshit and this is stupid, you've now given a way to manage that individual to know what the results are. And you've given them a light to say, hey, if you perform at this level, this is where you're going to go. It's not a matter of just being um in the seat for five years to get there go perform pay for performance and get rid of the mantra of you know we're gonna get the young guy we're gonna underpay the hell out of him beat him like a dog get every ounce of profitability we can and then we'll pay him 10 years down the road kids are smarter than that today they're not as dumb as we were no, they're definitely not. And, you know, my goodness, like, it, it's, you know, as we all know, it's been hard enough to find people in the first place. But more importantly now, like, you got to do even more for these guys in order just to get them to come on to your business, right? It, well, I say that, but if you're running a great company, then you don't have to do that. Correct. We all know that if you had a great company, you've probably already done those things. Right, right. But we all know that, you know, everybody, there, a lot of companies realized real quickly in, you know, a couple of years back that they weren't a great company. And so now, you know, it, I don't know, we're faced with a cra- just craziness. Let, let, let's pivot for a second from the, from the, um, from the, I, I won't say Gen Z. Did you just say Gen Z? You know, I'm sitting here in my brain, like, I get them mixed up. So, Let's pivot away from that for a quick second. I, I want to ask you about why do you think contractors are a target for all these crazy marketers? Because in the, here's why I ask this question, because, I, you know, it makes our life so much freaking harder, so much harder because everybody, there's a lot, I shouldn't say everybody, it's a generalization. A lot of people um, are it feels like they pull stuff off the internet and they just tr- sell it as their own. Or I'm not sure what is going on, but why is it you think the contractor world gets hit so hard with that? Uh, I think it gets hit hard because others that aren't familiar see it as a money pit, as a, as a money grab, as a quick, easy, go do it and not be accountable for the results, which then creates the problem of, um, lack of trust, lack of reliability. Oh, I, you know what? I hired somebody to do my website 10 years ago or 15 years ago. They just took my money and nothing happened. I didn't get a single lead from my website. Well, your website is there to, it's not a lead generator. It's it, right. It's there to share so people can find you. Well, I didn't get a single sale from my website. Well, you don't sell e-commerce. You sell remodeling services. You sell construction services. It's not like it's the plumber and a plumber needs a really good website and they need really good reviews because that's how the business model has changed. And if you're not getting reviews constantly to the positive side or have a way to do that, nobody's calling you because they got to find you. I live in a community where our our community, when I moved here was 6,600 people. We're now almost up to 12,000. So we're at this huge new housing boom that's going on in our community. 
and all these new homes and it's being filled with people who don't do their own work. So they have to hire out all this work. And when they have to go find the plumber or the electrician or the rotor router guy or pick whatever service it is, um, they're of the age where electrician near me, who is it? Who pops up and who has the reviews? And it's a different game. You're right. A hundred percent. And, and I, you know, if anybody's listening to this, like that is such an important thing. And I'm telling uh, it is people don't realize the impact that it can have on your business by not having those things. And I talked to a guy, I don't know. It was, I don't know. We, it was, I probably did this proposal. I don't know. It's probably six months ago. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, well, what do you think about this two and a half star reviews? He was like, never affected us. And I'm like, okay. So do you, I said, I'm just curious if you, see a two and a half star review. Do you call them and tell them that you're not doing business with them because they're two and a half stars? No, you just don't do business with them. I said, do you think they're just, do you, do you think people are going to call you to tell you? He's like, well, no, but I mean, I'm sure we'd hear about it. I'm like, dude, you had a bad review three days ago. Like, and he's so nonchalant. And I'm just like, my mind is blown because you can't talk to somebody like that. Right. And, and it, and that may be okay for him, for what he wants, for his business and what his lifestyle is. But if he wants more, if he wants to be different or better, it's an uphill battle by not addressing it. Yeah. But he might be okay. He might be okay with that because he's getting his 15 calls a week and that's all he wants. But if ever wants to go from 15 calls a week to 40 calls a week, he's got a problem. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you can't, you can't, can't grow a business like that. I mean, and like you said, this day, everybody looks at reviews. Like everybody looks at reviews. And if you've got a bunch of crappy reviews, nobody's going to call you. Correct. Unless you just happen to be the guy that, the only guy that doesn't have any work available. So you can show up right now. Well, there's a reason why you can show up right now. It's because you probably don't do good work because nobody else has called you to schedule you. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. So, so I'm glad you said something about showing up. It's, you know, one of the things that I think is super important is the presentation, right? But if you're, if you're, or if, I'll just talk about plumbing since that's one I know most about. If you go into a house and you're supposed to have booties on, just put the booties on. I don't know why you would ask the customer if you need to put the booties on, just put the booties on. Like, here's the problem. People stand, don't stand at the front door, take your booties yeah. out when they let you in the door. Nine chances out of ten, they're going to say, hey, you don't need to put those on. You didn't have to ask. You didn't have to do anything. All you got to do is say, Excuse, I'll be right there in a minute. Let me put these on. And they're going to say, yeah, that's okay. You're fine. Don't worry about it. The dog doesn't care. We got plenty of dog hair, four kids or whatever. Not going to bother us. Yeah, it's – yeah, exactly. And it, – but, it, but it, it reduces friction between you and that customer by you not asking that silly question. Correct. Right? I mean, and plus you're, you're, you're they're using less energy to answer that silly question by not answering the question. So what, what do you think, um, what do you think is the best way for, what do you think the best way for these guys to start building more trust in in their own communities locally. Um, 
the biggest thing, like you said, is show up, right? Um, I, I'm working with, a, I've got a client who's, he's a remodeler. Um, and he was struggling in the hiring space, right? And he was stuck in this mindset of, can I afford to hire somebody even though I need to do it? Because I don't know where the next sale is going to come from. So I challenged him at the end of last year to um, go out and quote a million dollars. Right. So at the end of October, I said, go quote a million dollars. I don't care how you do it. He's got enough pipeline coming in. Just go quote a million dollars. Uh, he had his million dollars quoted by the end of January. Didn't quite get it done by the end of the year, but it took an extra month. Had it quoted in January. He's booking 40 to 60% of that work, depending on what's going on. And the mindset of, well, I can't afford the employee now has shifted to how do I go get more employees because I've got this front end process. Um, I showed up. I made the call. I walked through the client. I followed up after I sent the proposal. Um, I answered the question when it came in the inbox. I am um, in there to support my community for the local fireworks or whatever that looks like. I am present and available versus buried myself underneath somebody's cabinet um, and I'm too busy to do anything else. That's it. Because the work has to be done, right? Well, at least that's what they think. And right. and, that's, and and really, that's why I will ask you that question, because part, it's really silly to me that the answer to that question is just show up, right? But it's the truth. Like, that is the answer. Just show up. Don't You don't even have to be on time necessarily, because you're already going to beat 50% of the people if you just show up. If you show up on time, boy, you're definitely getting the job. Right. right. No question about it. Why would you leave a lead sitting in your inbox for longer than a couple of hours? I mean, even if you're underneath a sink or if you're up on a roof, doesn't matter. That's somebody calling you for money. Why would you not answer it? Correct. They're at, they've reached out to you to try to find some opportunity. And most guys treat it as, oh, why do I need to take care of that? Um, because they want to pay you. That's why. Right. And, and the more that you take care of them, the more of them that will come through because they leave good reviews. They tell their friends, they tell their neighbors, they see what's happening. Um, they see a job site that has people on it and then not vacant for three weeks at a crack um, because, oh, well, hey, we're remodeling your kitchen. Yeah, but they haven't been there in three weeks. Show up, clean up. Show, have the truck parked out there to have the conversation to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, your cabinets have been delayed five weeks. Um, there's not much I can do right now, but show up in person to do that versus a phone because at least the neighbors see the truck show up, right? They see it on the car. They see it in the driveway. They see that see you on site. Do something to be present. It's perception, right? If they see your truck, the perception is you're there doing work. Whether you are or whether you're not, that's the perception. And that's going to keep people off your back. Correct. Yeah. Well, the other thing about reviews is you have to ask for them at the end of the job. People are not just going to voluntarily leave you a great review. Now, they will happily leave you a shitty review if you do a bad job, but they're not going to leave you a good review unless you ask for it. Correct. And, and there's many good tools that are out there. Um, some that you pay for with your services, some that are not, some that are easy to use, some that are hard to use. Uh, I've been blessed to have a gentleman in my network that has a really simple process that you can use to put in and off you go. And 
I try to get as many of my clients to understand that this is important to get that review, go ask for it. Um, right. It's a separate piece. That's all it does. And it's not built into a lot of other things. So people forget about it. It's like, just hit the god darn button. It's not that hard. Just hit the button, ask for it. <laughs> well, I mean, you, there's, there's several ways that you could just do this automatically. Right, you can just automatically send them a re a review request for Google My Business or whatever, which is, you know, I, I know we're getting close on time, but Google My Business is one of the things that can really separate Correct. a contractor, especially. I mean, locally, obviously, um, it's a so one of the most underutilized pieces of uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying free to tools, right? It's one of the free tools that's out there that you don't have to spend a fortune on. Um, and it, I, when you asked earlier about the marketers, I think many got scared because it was all, well, we're going to do the Google AdWords. We're going to do the, the pay for play. And the marketers scared everybody away. Well, the hell with Google. Forget them. They don't. Mm, yeah. No. Well, Sorry that you got taken took an advantage of by somebody else who didn't have the right values or align with what you were trying to do. Sorry about that. That's not who who we are. So um, we need to akuna matata. The past is the past. Can't fix it. That's right. If you trust me, we'll move forward. If you don't, that's that's on you, not on me. Yeah, and we, look at the end of the day, you don't want to work with somebody that doesn't trust you in the first place. So. Um, yeah, I yeah I agree with that. Well, Brad, this has been a, such a cool conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. And please tell everybody where they can find you. Tell everybody about your podcast because obviously yeah, they need to know about no that. No problem. Yeah, so I have a podcast. It's called Blue Collar BS where myself and my co-host Steve Doyle interview some awesome guests to talk through um, those generational differences of, of how to attract, how to behave, how to find different people, um, how to run a business differently to think about finding those individuals along the way. Um, so that's called Blue Collar BS. Anywhere your podcasts are found, you'll find that show. It's, it's been fun. We're near two. Uh, my website is uh, VFBS, Vision Forward Business Solutions.com. So VFBSolutions.com. Uh, I'm out on LinkedIn at Brad Herda as well. I'm out on LinkedIn quite a bit. Uh, that's how we connected um, along the way. It was the, the largest connected network on the planet. Um, and then obviously, uh, the simple answer is always a phone call 414-852-4224 old school, old fashioned, but you know what? It works. Leave a it message. Does. If I don't recognize the number, I'm going to be honest. I, if I don't recognize the number, it doesn't mean I'm going to answer it, but leave a voicemail and I'll get back to you. I guarantee you, I will get back with you. You know, a voicemail is a great way to get somebody's attention for about 30 seconds straight. People should use that, you know? The phone still works, folks. It still works. I promise. It doesn't just talk. Right. It can actually talk. <laughs> All right, Brad. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Uh -huh. Anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired.
and see you on the next episode.